0: And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA, KPFM in Berkeley, KSC up in Fresno. Stay tuned for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone.
1: Happy ending, nice
0: and tidy.
1: It's a rule I learned in school. Get
0: your money every Friday. The endings are the rules So
1: divide up Those in darkness From the ones who Walk in light Light them up, boys There's your
0: picture Drop the shadows
1: This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and I have today a guest, and she is on that mic. Right. Thanks, darling. Thank you so much. Uh, Her name is Erica Lane Clark, L-A-N-N-C-L-A-R-K, Erica with a C. I'm always saying Erica with a C because I have a daughter-in-law who's Erica with a K, and that is so important, Erica. Anyway, Erica is an actor and a playwright. And uh, her show is over there at the Marsh. And we're going to take a half hour today to examine the whys and wherefores of this show, the title of which is Shopping for God. Now, think about that. This is a solo play called Shopping for God. Erica? What? And it's
0: a woman who's doing the show, not a guy. Oh, uh-huh.
1: did, I, did I say... Well, no, no, you didn't say anything. I, oh, I just, oh well, no, I, just I thought I indicated, I, I was afraid that I had said he, yes. Never mind, dear. I'm glad you could get here today. You have to drive all the way from Soquel, and that is, uh, you know, that was a, an effort, I know. Uh, today's Fat Tuesday, people, that's Mardi Gras. Isn't that it? Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. The old world capital of the United States, New Orleans. Uh, the neocons, they're doing all their social engineering with a wrecking ball in New Orleans. Never mind, never mind. Uh Never mind, New Orleans is so beautiful. Saints come marching in. How about those Dixie chicks? Jennifer's so tired. <laughs> She's just rattled those Dixie chicks. Somebody kept calling me up this morning and saying, aren't you going to talk about the Dixie chicks? Oh, I good- think they're magnificent. Oh, I they think are.
0: They, that they stood up and that they spoke their truth and they weren't afraid
1: and people tried to make them really scared and they didn't scare. Adam, you know, it's amazing that the young women are the ones with the guts, you know. I find it is the young women and the, shall we say, older women, the, the grown ups, those like you and the I. Mean I the, the crones. The grown up, yes. Crones, I, I was this morning, Erica, mm. you know, I was reading over your script and I was looking on my shelf, my crone shelf, and I couldn't find Barbara Walker's book, The Crone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because I was thinking that's the serious philosophical um, reasons why we need to bring back uh ancient woman wisdom, you know, and then I thought, no, that's too heavy because Erica's... Well,
0: I think what we need to do, I think really what we need to do is to change language. I think that one of the things that I love about listening to your show is what a language lover you are and how you understand what a metaphor
1: can do. (laughs) Yes, we were, before the show started, I was just saying, God is is the mega metaphor, young people always ask me. (laughs) I I would like to tell you, I,
0: I looked up the word God. Yeah. And the the root of the word god is a Sanskrit word g h e u apostrophe e not apostrophe parentheses e so it's something like that it's pronounced in a strange way right And the you know what the word Yes but do you know what it means what
1: god means No I have no idea It means to invoke to... It's a verb. Invoke. God is a verb. It means to
0: call. To I call. mean, invoke means
1: vocalize. Right. To pull in, in by the vocalizing. Right. In the beginning was the voc. I always say in the beginning was the voice. The, the speech, the sound, the, the speaking the speaking stone, you know, and people say, what are you talking about? You know, God is a guy with a white beard on whatever. Right, I say, right, no, no, no. God right, is a, right. a concept, a, a metaphor for something that we cannot, what is it? My heart has followed all my days, something I cannot name, blah, blah. I don't know what God is. Uh, uh That's why I asked you in here today, because I thought perhaps you could reveal uh whether or not you were able to purchase, yes, Shopping for God. This is a solo play, <laughs> and I saw it with two friends who just kept saying, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yes, yeah, she did it. And I said, well, it isn't like what the younger women do. It's not about new
0: age spirituality. No, 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 no. 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 I mean, I set my cards on the table right, right up front. Yeah. I tell you right up front that I would like to call myself an atheist, but I can't make the commitment. So I'm an agnostic. And my parents were the atheists. Mm -hmm. But, listen, I don't know whether you caught it yet that I'm Jewish. Yeah. (laughs)
1: An atheist did that I mean
0: that's a true believer listen, listen you know as a as a if you're born Jewish, there is a rule if you're born Jewish, you're Jewish, no matter what else you do. You right. could do lots else yeah that's you what could Gertrude be a Jewish J- atheist yeah, that's what Gertrude Stein says, yes, so I'm a Jewish agnostic, and my parents were Jewish atheists, but my Zeta, my grandfather, he was a Jewish mystic, and when I was a kid, listen, I'm doing the show for you, yes, I got it <laughs> so when I was a kid, I used to ask my parents. How could you be atheists when Zeta was a mystical Jew? And you know how what they said? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the gazonen clap, yes. Right. So what is a Jewish mystic? What is a Jewish mystic? What is a mystical Jew? Mystical Jew. Is that different? Well, you know, there there are the Reform Jews, there are the Renewal Jews, there are the Orthodox Jews, there are the Conservatives Jews, there are the Kabbalistic Jews, there are Chabad Jews, there are the Lubavitcher Jews. It's a big world, this Jewish world. And yeah. then, of course, there are the Jewish atheists. Jewish
1: atheists. Are they the literary Jews? No. The Jewish atheists? All the no, Jews are no, literary. No, no, no. People of the no. book, yes, the people of the book. Well, that's because they slept the Torah.
0: Yes. Although I have been told by seriously devout people that you don't schlep the Torah. You might schlep your handbag, but you don't schlep the, the Torah. Because right. schlep is too profane a word yes. for the Torah.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out last night I was writing profane and sacred and I can't figure out which is never mind, dear. Tell me how This you show do is this. not about
0: this show is not about
1: Jewish. Yeah. How about It's g- about women. It's about women and, and reconciliation yeah, and finding and enemies. Out, I mean, what is God for a woman? You see, a woman has no country. A woman has no, no God. I mean, a woman uh, has no power. You know, some say we did have once mm-hmm. we had all power. I looked up all that, too, in the Women's Encyclopedia of Myths and Secrets, also right. by Barbara G. Walker. And I went through and I marked all these things. And once again, they're very serious. You start the show with that about the red carpet, <laughs> you know. And, and then my friend said, oh, menstrual blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ah, that yes. Wendy Wasserstein play, you know, about the girl who tasted her own menstrual blood. And yeah. even I went, oh, God, no, you know. Now, I... I find it fascinating that uh well, you know, for a while I was um
0: following uh the Red road, so to speak, and I was learning something about Native American ceremony and Native American religion and um, Cherokee and Lakota yeah. and so on and um I happened to go to a sundance ceremony to to support some friends of mine who were dancers and um, there w- there was a special place in that. encampment of people that was the Moon Lodge. And the Moon Lodge was as far as it could possibly be from the dancing grounds. And the Moon Lodge was where you went if you got your period, if you began menstruating. And why? Because Mm -hmm. your menstrual blood was so powerful. Very dangerous. So powerful and Mm -hmm. so potent that you had to be separated from where all the guys were dancing. Mm
1: -hmm. But it's also life. Because it would have...
0: It would have overcome them. Yeah. They would have, I don't know what it would have done to them. Mm-hmm. And in, and in the Torah, the Old Testament, when the Jews are in the desert, they're not Jews yet, they're Israelites. They're in the desert and they're following Moses around and he meets up with, with God and, and he and God set up this Ten Commandments thing. And it's like a, like a surprise party. Moses knows, God knows, the only people who don't know are the Israelites. And God says to Moses, get them ready to receive the Ten Commandments. Have them cleanse themselves. Mm -hmm. And do not let them go unto a woman. Now, now pause Uh there for a moment and look at that language and look Mm -hmm. at what that suggests. Mm -hmm. Because what's being inferred here is that the women, the women Mm -hmm. are not Israelites. Because if an Israelite can't go into a woman, who could an Israelite be? Only a man. So the women, uh, it's the, they're not even Israelites. Yeah. What are they?
1: Yeah, by definition, it's a male is, is the only, a woman is not even a person.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. It's so interesting. interesting. But you know, for a hundred thousand years, there was
1: God she. Uh, you say a hundred Thousand, Well, yeah. maybe eighty thousand. Eighty thousand, yeah. I was looking last night, you know, the bonobos. There's a, oh, I wrote it down too. some kind of, um, mm, hormone or essence or something that we get from sexual satiety that makes us peaceful and thoughtful and intelligent and... Pheromones? Something like that, yeah. But anyway, the bonobos have it and the chimps don't, you know. Oh, the uh,
0: bonobos. Yeah, the lovely, blessed
1: bonobos, yes, yes. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure they're so nice You turn yourself around, you you, you do the hoka-hoka. The natives call it the hoka-hoka. That's what the bonobos do. But anyway, they use sex as a lubricant for everything, you know. It's like handshakes. But anyway, the point being, what is it? As Goethe says, the eternal feminine leads us on, but... That goes so far back in history. There's a movie I started to watch the other night called 01 uh, Million B.C. And there's a tribe of, um, there's a shell tribe. They, they, uh, they're obviously uh, feminist. And then there's another tribe that is uh, patriarchal, you know. And they're both living at the same time. But it's ancient man, you know. The woman has to show the man how to pass the food around in abalone bowls and how to let the old women... You know, eat first and serve the children. Right, you and know, to carry the fire from one yeah. place to another, right. and how to tame the horse. And yeah, and the men, the men are the um, um, the monster tribe. It's like um, as I was saying before the show, the, uh, uh, the the show about Rome. You know, in which we see uh, the fundamental patriarchal uh, the plan. You know, what 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 hit us? What was it? Uh, it hit. I always say about 5,000 years ago, you know, yes. but you talked in the show a lot about Maria Gimbutas. Uh,
0: yes, I think she's an extraordinary woman. She's an archaeologist. She's the best. And she was the first woman archaeologist. And she was the one who found all the icons and said, look, look what these are. And and it, she didn't uh, go with theory. She went with practical matters, what the icons showed and what the, 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 um, caves showed and what the drawings showed and, and who the figures were and how they were related to. Yeah, She's wonderful. Of the, she didn't
1: the go the looking for divine. it. You know, she was, what was it? She was a scholar of the Bronze Age and then she just dug a little deeper. She got down under the Bronze Age kings and found this, uh, this do we call it feminine, this, this, well, let's call it matriarchal or matrilineal culture. She came to Berkeley once and it was the funniest scene. Uh, I wish I could have seen it. It was at St. John's up on college and all of, well, so many of the lovely local ladies in green gauze and with drums and (laughs) New Age, everyone was dressed. It was a huge theatrical event and they were welcoming this little, little lady. She's gone now. She's left us, but she... Came in with her very scientific little cases and, and bunch of slides. And she looked around, you see, and she didn't realize she was supposed to come in full regalia, you know. (laughs) I thought, oh well, you know, some people don't read. So it was okay. (laughs) But here's this little scholar, you know, in the midst of all this celebration. And I thought, well, that's okay. That's, that's perfect, you know. But it was, uh, it was perhaps a little bit too grounded. For the people there, they wanted to dance and sing. Uh-huh. Both, I think, both things uh, uh, follow. Maybe, maybe the the what is it? The pagan bits, the dressing up part. Um, I think that's that's why I love the show Rome all of the. Uh, you know, I, I used to dress up as a Vestal Virgin. Were you? Oh, tell me about no, that's your... not that's
0: not my style. No, that's no. not
1: who I am at all, at all, at all. Yeah, but what's and your? I pagan... have no
0: idea how this show came about. You you don't about, know how? I mean, I don't know how I got here except to tell you that uh, one of the members of my writer's group, I had written something, I had written a poem about my heritage, which is Jewish and comes out of the Holocaust, and and I have relatives who didn't make it out, and you know I was lucky that my family escaped. Okay, so I wrote something about that, and one of the people in my writer's group got on her high horse and looked at me and said, I am... Had it up to here with your victim crap. Oh yes, oh yes. And Everywhere. I thought, I thought, you bitch, I'm gonna get you.
1: <laughs> I'll show you, victim. Yes, you haven't, you haven't even begun yes. to see, victim. Yes. And so I began working on this show. It's an amazing play. And, it's and titled it, Shopping for God. It's a solo play by Erica Lan Clark, L-A-N-N hyphen Clark, C-L-A-R-K. And uh, people, uh just in case I forget to tell you at the end of the show, I will tell you again, this show is playing at the Marsh through March the 3rd. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights at 7. I love it. It's at 7 because uh I can... Uh, you know beyond my uh best there 2120 Alston Way that's where the marsh is in Berkeley people phone number one eight hundred eight i will repeat that at the at three thirty one eight hundred 3006 all you have to do is call Information for the marsh, and you can go see this show, solo show. What is interesting is that you say here that this can be done by an ensemble. Yes uh, yes. Have you done it that
0: way? I mean, I have a lot of characters. No, I haven't done it that way. I've only I created it right. as a solo piece. I kind of like it with you doing everybody. I love doing everybody. I mean, I do my my mother. Also, this is not my fault. <laughs> I have taught Erica that everyone's relationship to this idea of a god is an entirely personal matter. And not something you put on a stage. Oh, yes,
1: yes, mom. Well, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> no. my father. Yeah, your mother was not a victim, though. No, no, no.
0: And my your father. father. Also, your mother, what does know? You want to know the god on this planet?
1: The almighty dollar. She should write a show about <laughs> that. That's reality. The coin of the realm is reality, real estate, right? No, yeah. money, 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 money. Anyway, the funny and my thing... my cousin Marsha? Your co- cousin Marsha is like, a major character. That's the one I thought character. of. I thought, you know, maybe you and I someday will do a show, and I'll do Marsha, and, and you can do you. And she goes,
0: Ricky, 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 you make me so much sugar. <laughs> if I weren't an atheist, I would pray for you, Ricky.
1: If she weren't an atheist, now that's fascinating.
0: If I weren't an atheist, I would pray for you. You're so much sugar. That's that's the ultimate gift of love.
1: Yeah. Now, there's, what is it, there's a section in this when the audience began to get a little, I don't know whether they were uncomfortable or what, but it's about the Holocaust. Ah, yes, the Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. And I well, think you know, there are so
0: many holocausts, I mean there's the Jewish Holocaust and then yes. there's the Native American Holocaust and then
1: there's the Tibetan Holocaust and the and Human Holocaust the, every day the
0: Poor People Holocaust and, and the African American Holocaust I mean we could go on yeah and the
1: Holocaust I would say the war against women if you yes and that one yeah if you narrow I mean, it just down just think
0: about the, the
1: what was it 1600s yeah the first yeah the first war was the well war. the first class was women the first underclass let's call it yes yes there's
0: a very interesting uh, scholar um early feminist history scholar uh Gerda Lerner right she's got it yes yes and For slaves about, were women yeah, yeah she talks about how uh how that came about i mean you had to have child age childbearing age women in your little clan or you would go out of existence of you course. would be you yeah, you would be the last person dying off and there'd be no yeah. more you, you got to wrap them up or in a package gonna, where are you going to get where are yeah. you going to get the babies put them you in go, a veil
1: you know put them behind go, the veil wrap them go, up you go you go
0: steal somebody else's child bearing age women they're property. They belong to you. You bring them back. I mean, you can steal men, too. But the problem is men will be much more likely mm-hmm. to go back to their original tribe, mm-hmm. whereas the women will be more likely to stay once they have the children. Yes,
1: they stay where their children are. That's where their interests lie, and they so, will do whatever they need to do. You know, uh, as uh, Freud says, that means that's because they have no sense of justice. <laughs> yes, they have no sense of justice because, you know, they will just do what is necessary to keep their families together, you know. Whereas men, of course, can act have on a principle.
0: Yes, <laughs> Freud on, said that?
1: On, yes, something uh, like that. Uh, honor, yes, honor, they know, you know. But women, they just see that which is under their noses, you know. Yeah. What idiots, yes. What is it? That huge book, Disloyal to Civilization, that is what women are. Did you know are. what
0: Aristotle said about women?
1: Oh, he said they didn't have enough teeth. He said they had fewer teeth than men. Yeah, I guess he never took a good look in his wife's mouth. <laughs> he had two wives. He could have looked in either one. It's was just so interesting. What was it, Plato, and the word platonic, which usually means sexless love, or that's what we take it to mean nowadays, when, of course, it was the opposite. <laughs> you know, Plato and young boys were the thing. But, no, it's so confusing, this, uh, what do you call, uh, it's like the book, um, Oh god, the woman who wrote scum, you know, uh, she says men are women and women are men if you study the language carefully enough, you know, but the language is what seems to confuse people. That's where I get stuck. Whenever I say man or woman, I get a dozen phone calls from people saying, well, my mother's a bitch and my father is not very strong and, you know, you get all this. They, they go right, for them, right? Yeah. Right, right. Well, Inductive, I, deductive.
0: I, I don't think that it's a question of, I mean, <laughs> You know this is a comedy this show, yes, uh, I know, yes, life, like life, yes. like life, like two thirds of it it's very funny, mm-hmm. and a third of it is really heartbreaking, really rough, yeah, so, um, and I tried to keep the balance in there, uh to make this this thing work. it's like a to me, it's like a great big poem, and I'm amazed that I. That that I have been able to hold it together in the way that it really really sings at the end. No, it's an amazing of, work, Erica. And one of the one of the um, one of the most wonderfully satisfying things is that that I get to talk about um, language and how language rules what we see and how we see it. And so, you know, it's not women are and men are. It's what we, it's how we use little words like he and she, mm-hmm. little pronoun words. Mm-hmm. I had this,
1: this, mm-hmm. yeah. I have so. pronoun envy, you know, because I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I send editors, I send editors a manuscript, and I write s. <laughs> slash H-E on the typewriter, you know, S slash H-E. I get it back from the editor, and, of course, he's changed it to he or she, and he says, my dear, you know, that's very charming, but he said, that looks funny. It makes it look as if the he is contained in the she. So I sent him two pictures of my sons, and I said, there, you see, that happened to me twice, (laughs) you know, he contained in she, yes, you know. But he said, no, 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 it's his dominance or something, you see, but no. Now, we all know this is a big Freudian mess when men became... Women or men became the creators or the, what do you call that? The the matrix, the creatrix of life, you know? Well, yeah, nonsense. That,
0: that, that there's a little homunculus. Ah, yes. Yes, remember the little homunculus? Travels
1: through the body of man and therefore, and, you know? And,
0: and exits via the sperm. Yes. Hops That's a what, ride on one of the sperm. Right, can't just have Just like a, that guy in that, in that Dr. Strangelove movie,
1: the guy at the end riding yep, the rocket. Riding the rocket. <laughs> I know, I thought of that when he wrote the... I love Slim Pickens, but no, the the whole thing, you see, is that, you know, that is the masculine seed. And that's why he can't have abortion, well, because, you know, that's a threat to the male and life and all that nonsense. You know, whereas, of course,
0: it's... Yeah, that was Aristotle. That was another contribution oh. of Aristotle. He's such a the, nice the, fellow. The... the oh, the ovum, the egg, is
1: just you mm-hmm. know a kind of passive receptacle. Oven. Where the oven and and the homunculus. So actually, at that point, did, I don't think they knew about the contribution that women make genetically. They must have figured it out because children look like their mothers as well as their fathers. They must have understood. Did you know understood.
0: that they they now know that the that the egg actually chooses the sperm? Did you know that? I the mean, there's a there's a chemical response from the egg when the correct sperm hits the sperm the egg likes hmm. that's very interesting isn't it but so there's this little you know egg floating around and thousands and thousands maybe millions yeah, of I sperm I thought it was around. just acid
1: alkaline or something no I would it's the
0: one the egg likes and all the others get
1: rejected that's very weird why would I have picked boys twice I meant to have girls excuse me fellas you know I mean they're Terrific dudes. They're in their 40s, very fond of them. But, you know, why would I? I, I don't know. No, I, I, there was something you read about acid and alkaline, but m- mainly, what was it? The the male, the, the X, Y's, the boy sperms, they said, travel faster and die sooner, which is, of course, masculine. Uh-huh. The female's uh, XX little chromosome, that, that little sperm uh, hangs around longer and is slower so that you m- might actually become... Uh, your your fertility might be say the second or third day whereas the little boy chromosome you know would get there first so that if you're acid i have an acid body rather than alkaline you know the little sperm had to get there quick because it would be dead in a few hours because i'm very acid well
0: you see there you there you go there's another story damn no, I just, you know, I like that I like that version. I'm willing to give up the, okay. this whole idea of the egg
1: floating around there going, hmm, which one which do one I like? Do you like... Yeah, which one? Well, they they have to break a barrier, you know, or there's some kind of little barrier that... they anyway, And it is a chemical reaction. Yeah, of course. I and, mean, you know, the egg is huge and has all that material. But the thing is, uh, it isn't a, a, a competition. I think it is nice that we have both uh, masculine and feminine traits, you know, coming in there and adding to the... But I... I think, well, yeah, people yeah. people still have so much trouble with this, you know. They just think we're talking well, about boys and girls, and we're talking about, you know, the soul and androgyny and all that good stuff. You know, people think you well, mean I a think, hermaphrodite or something. I think
0: that you know, I've read a number of books about um, the divine face of God, and uh, I mean the feminine face of God, not the divine. The so- feminine face of the divine. Right. That's the that's
1: the title. Sophia. They call her the wisdom of God.
0: And and um, and I've thought a lot about that, and and. What difference does it make anyway? Well, I think if we began to think of deity as um, both genders, not ungendered, but both genders,
1: yeah. and if we began to actually, you know, dare to use the pronoun she—oh, sure, mother, lover, friend—I always say, you know, holy mother for might, God's sake, get me out of this mess. That <laughs> we might actually make a difference in our well, politics—it it makes a big difference, and it helps. It's, you know, it even helps me. And I, I, uh, I've really—I had a
0: friend. I had a friend who. Was deeply in love with a guy who was very Orthodox Jew and they were going to get married, but before they got married, they got engaged. They went to Israel and they were vacationing there and they went to the wailing wall and she came up to the wall and she put her hand out to touch the wall and a rabbi, an oh. Orthodox rabbi began screaming
1: at her to oh, get I away from the wall. They really?
0: yeah so you know that was the end of their romance. I mean, right, it wasn't immediate, but I know that's, that's kind that of f- stuff
1: is still real, isn't it? It's still
0: there that, of course it's there that's 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 what needs changing yeah that's why and that's I, where where the where the where the
1: really rigid politics are coming from that's why I just get embarrassed and I can't get in anywhere near it because i just I don't want to. You know, I do not... What is it? A friend of mine, the other day, I was giving her a book. She said, oh, I don't want to think ill of men. She said, I, I don't want to have mean thoughts about men. I said, you know, she said, I don't want to be a man-hater. I said, darling, if women hated men, it would all be over by Friday. The difficulty is the other. We're madly in love with the creatures. I don't oh, know, yeah. you know. And, oh, so, yeah. and, and so long as we have this tremendous affection or attachment or need for them, you know, uh, uh, and they seem to be able to... What is the word? Um, I see.
0: I think men are madly
1: in love with women. Of course most they of them. are. Of course they are. I think that. I think that. Um, yeah, but dependency is not. You know, frightens them as well. You know. I mean, they. they how, how? If they once they admit their dependency, you know, they get very nervous. Jennifer has to be off the air. I'm. I, we're just getting started here. Yeah, I just had are. an idea. Uh, it's Erica Land Clark. L A N N C L A R K. The show is at the Marsh. It's there until March the 3rd. It's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday nights at 7. Just call the Marsh and get the information, people. Directed by David Ford. Shopping
0: for God. And it's a comedy. A comedy. We talk about the Holocaust. We talk about
1: God not showing up. It's a comedy. This is a terrific show. Erica's still working on it and the audience helps her. Be sure yeah. yeah. Be sure and get there before it closes on March the 3rd. We hope it's going to be extended into San Francisco. Back Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go Do as easy you as you can. 1,000
0: radio shows archived online at kpfa.org. How about this? Did you know you can download any KPFA program from kpfa.org, put it on a portable MP3 player, and listen to it whenever or wherever you want? Did you know that if you go to kpfa.org before February 25th, you can still pledge $200 for our custom radio and portable media player preloaded with 15 hours of inspiring speeches and readings? It's the Replay Pro Portable Media Player, a new way to listen to your favorite station. Just one of over 100 thank you gifts still available online at www.kpfa.org. You are listening to 94.1 KPFA, KPF being at Berkeley, KSCF in Fresno. Stay tuned.